Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing Eastside Jiu-Jitsu. And that's badass wood art. We're fresh off of a 27-20 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, Miles, when we walked into this season and we're like, let's do a Monday morning show, like it'll be fun. I don't think we realized how many losses we're going to be following. And that one, um, among all of them, right, has been just frustrating to watch because this team appears to be close. They, They look like they can beat these teams like the Eagles, like the Chiefs. But then they just get in their own way. And yesterday, me being the biggest Kevin O'Connell stand out there probably, I think yesterday's on Kevin O'Connell. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's game management, clock management, uh, it just it just was abysmal. And, you know, we were we, we talked about this after like the week one loss, but yeah, you're good. We talked about this after the week one loss. And they had preached that in a second year, Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, they're going to be gelling more than they were in the first year. So all those first year hiccups, we just weren't going to see anymore. But here we are in year two through five weeks, and we still, to this day, are seeing, we're seeing more issues this year than we did in year one with Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins. So that leads me to believe that it has to be a little bit of Kevin O'Connell, and I hate I hate criticizing him, but he needs to take some of this blame because this is on him. Now, when you talk about the fumbles and stuff, drop passes, people say that's bad coaching. I disagree. Players need to execute, end of the day. But uh, it's been a frustrating start, Miles. What was your thought on yesterday's uh, yesterday's game? I mean, very much everything you said, like the frustration. Like it was – it's just all these little things that keep adding up and they keep hitting in the situations where last – like I know we keep bringing back to last year, but we watched them be way more effective in, in some of these areas last year as a first-time head coach, as a new offense, as a new team. Um, new regime, all of those things, and they effectively made those decisions better last year, and they mm-hmm. fit around those those margins. Whereas this year, they're just imploding. Like, and it's not just one person; it's not just the coach; it's not just like the quarterback. It's a little bit of everybody. But it's just like, at what point can they kind of put it together? Um, a team like the the Chiefs yesterday, like we we talked about going in, you can't make some of these crucial mistakes against them and not get punished for it. Um, I tweeted after the game yesterday, like, I understand a big part of it, like, the emphasis is a few of the plays that, the like, the refs, the refs made a few calls here and there that, like, didn't help the team toward the end. But, like, if you're relying on the refs to make a decision for you, like, that to me is just not – and I'm not saying that, like, Kansas City doesn't benefit from some of these moves too, but, like, the Vikings did as well yesterday. There were some – I don't like to call them ticky-tack, but there were some small plays last yesterday where Justin Jefferson was getting, like, they'd, they'd call a P.I. on him or they call, like – there were things that like the refs were helping the Vikings out too. And I'm not saying helping as yeah. in like deliberately, but like there were like, it, it, it went both ways yesterday. And so I don't like using the refs as like a scapegoat. Um, the Vikings didn't help themselves out point blank period. The first quarter, they scored three points. The third quarter, they had what two, three and outs on offense. And then the D de- the, the defense gave up two touchdowns. Like the first and third quarters are killing this team, this football team. And then yeah. when you extrapolate even further out, it's not just the first and third quarters. It's those those key situations and like two minute drills, like when the game matters the most. Where last year they were so good, like this team was so good at being the team that like 
they'd get the ball at halftime and they get the um they'd score before half and they'd get the ball at halftime and score like those mm-hmm. types of things they're not doing that this year they're doing that like they look like a kevin o'connell essentially last year looked kind of like a rookie head coach um yeah. you're getting the growing pains that i thought we were going to see last year from kevin o'connell now um and that doesn't mean that like he can't build and, and work off of these things too but like when you have experience across the board at quarterback at um, some players on defense like your O line, the continuity in your O line is consistent, and I know they played pretty well yesterday. But like, like you have a lot of these factors. Like, T.J. Hawkinson didn't have his best game yesterday. You know, Josh Oliver fumbles on the first play of the game after a twenty yard gain. Like, all these things are just adding up. But like, this team just can't put together a football game. And yeah. before I'll, I'll I'll bounce it back to you, but the last thing I had to say on this is like, essentially, this team is playing to their opponent. And what I mean by that is like whether they're good or bad, this team is playing to the opponent. And so like we don't even get a get a good gauge on like what this team is. They're one and four, but they're playing down to a lowly Carolina Panthers team that got blown out by the Detroit Lions yesterday. They're playing up to the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs teams that are not undefeated. Kansas City's not undefeated, but they're four and one, and the Eagles are five yeah. and oh. They're they can so they fit somewhere in the middle where being like a bad team and a really good team, they're somewhere right in that middle. And I don't even want to call them a good team because they haven't played like one. But they're somewhere in that middle middle ground, but they're not they're not making the swings that you need to make in effective margins to be successful at the times that they need to be. And like we said last week, they got lucky to beat the Carolina Panthers. They got lucky that they didn't get blown out yesterday. Like there's a lot of those things too. Like there's a lot of those small areas that um it's just frustrating. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm frustrated because like you watch the game and you're like, Hey, I think we got a shot. Like we're, it's tied at halftime, even though we gave up that late, the late field goal, which you don't want to do. But like, hey, you you still found a way to be um, tied tied with the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs, and the defense looked pretty good. The old line was looking good. Like it just sucked that like they couldn't put it together in the second half. Those first half adjustments didn't hit anywhere in the second half, and Kansas City just kind of after a great start to the first two plays on on defense and the first drive in the third quarter. And then Mahomes basically throws up a prayer to 5'9 Justin Watson and camps on him, misplaced <laughs> that should have been an interception, and it becomes a first down, and they score a touchdown on that drive. Like, it's those – oh my, like, dude, I want to just, like, scream. <laughs> it's comical, though, at this point, right? Like, if it happens once, it's like, damn, that sucks. Like, that's brutal. But, like, the fact that it's happening week in and week out, like, a Caleb Evans last week – uh, when he like all or versus the Chargers when he almost had the pick and then it ends up as a a completed touchdown um, yesterday with Cam Bynum and Justin Watson but that's why you just can't make some of those mistakes early like when we talk about the Josh Oliver fumble right off the the start like it's 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 incorrect to say that that you know was the difference but in reality they got seven points off that and that kind of was the difference in this game um, instead of driving to tie you're maybe driving to win at the end of the game um, and it just changes things a little bit so this team is just stuck in their head right now and you know yeah they have the bears next week um the bears look great on, on the, thursday by the, the way yeah the bears look good they <laughs> they beat a very stout washington defense i mean and even and so, like even the bears are putting it together in a game where they're putting up points they're making key stops on defense they're like putting a game together that the Vikings haven't done this year. Like, yeah. and that doesn't like, I don't want to get too far. We'll talk more about the bears on, on Wednesday, but it's just like, 
why can't like we there's just too much talent all across the board on this team to just not be better mm-hmm. in these areas that's it's just yeah. frustrating yeah and the run game I that my coffee qu- that's i think that i i'm i i have my this is my <laughs> first cup so I think the running game yesterday, you know, that that didn't help at all, right? I mean, Madison, 8 for 26, Akers, 5 for 15. Um, I guess you can count Ty Chandler's 15-yard run on the the fake punt. But the running game was kind of missing yesterday after we had seen, you know, some momentum the week before. And then I don't know about you, but Kirk Cousins just looked a little off yesterday. Like, he put together some consistent throws, but I thought I thought he was maybe even rushing through some of his progressions I know people are like bashing Hawkinson because he had a drop. I think a few other players had drops as well. Um, KJ Osborne, I think, had one. We know Alexander Madison had one. But, you know, and, and I know Kirk doesn't have to play perfect every single time. But in big games like that, you just can't you can't have throws being too high for your guys. Like yeah, they yeah. need to be on the money and uh you know, that comes just with, with the territory of being a quarterback. But that kind of feels like it's been an issue this season for Kirk. And I, I've said this in, uh, I, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. It just felt like there are some small throws, even if they become completions where like the throws behind the guy or like they're a little higher. Like usually Kirk is like one of the most pinpoint accurate quarterbacks in the league. And I'm not saying he still doesn't a pinpoint accurate quarterback, but he's missing a few of these throws that he's usually hitting that we're used to him hitting consistently. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's like those little things that just add up into a game where like they can stall drives. You can miss on touchdowns. You can like you're kicking field goals instead of getting touchdowns. Like you're, you're punting or you having to go for it on fourth down. Like there's a lot of these scenarios that like this team is just there. It feels like they're at the end of the ropes. Like, and it's only five games through the season, but it really feels like they've like the luck. And I don't, I, I hate relying on luck, but like, that's just like life, right? Like that's football. Like luck happens. I feel like the the Vikings used literally all the luck they had last season, and now the 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 football gods are like, all right, we're cutting that shit off, and like, <laughs> and they're like, all right, like you, it's time to revert back because you got all that last year from us. So it's it's been tough. You remember back when Zimmer was here, and it felt like um, I forget what season it was, but it felt like we could never just put together a complete game. Like either the defense would play very well, but the offense wouldn't, or the offense would play really well and the defense wouldn't. Twenty sixteen, maybe. Maybe it was back then, but I, I feel like that's kind of the case right now. I can see I can see and sense the defense kind of getting a groove. Because uh, even yesterday against Mahomes, I thought they played well. I mean, Mahomes is gonna Mahomes a few times a game. Like that's just yeah. expected. But like they kind of held Travis Kelsey to a you know decent stat line. Ten receptions you don't want to let up, but only sixty seven yards, obviously a crucial touchdown at the end. But well, um, r- real quick, to, the big part of that too, Matt, is that type of offense when they don't have like a true number one receiver outside of Kelsey who was banged up throughout the game, so like he didn't always play, is they spread us out instead. They said instead of like condensing things down and putting us in a in a like less advantageous situation, they said let's spread out their DBs and make it harder for them to blitz. And that's essentially what they did because they know that we're a blitzing type team. So if you spread us out and go basically one running back and, and three to four wide receivers on every play – what you do in that situation is that means your DB's got to be out there. You got to have guys to cover, and you yes. can't blitz and be like the rogue dog blitzers that they, like we're used to seeing Flores do, because then that leaves somebody vacant in his zone or in in man to man coverage one on one. Like a lot of those scenarios, the Chiefs kind of took advantage of from us because we struggle 
even with Davenport in the in the fold now, to get our four or five, like basically our core, our our, our base defense is like five down linemen when you include the outside linebackers. But um, overall, like when our four or five linemen can't get consistent pressure generated without blitzing, like that's that's where a team like the like the Mahomes Chiefs is really going to kill you because when you blitz, they just they they always take advantage of the blitzing, but at yeah. the same time. If you if you're not getting home on like four or five like uh, linemen, it's just really it's really tough because he's gonna have all he's ha- he's got all day with that O line, and he's so good at maneuvering the pocket, throwing off platform, like just creating with his feet, um, like that throw to to Kelsey, was it that second half? He basically like ran around the pocket, stepped up, and you're like, oh, is he gonna take off and run on third down? And then Kelsey just screams across the screen and he just flicks it to him. It's like he's got <laughs> eyes in the back of his head because hey, like Kirk did that he, though too. No, no, Kirk looked good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, Kirk looked good. But like, it's, it's just like those types of things against this team. Like our team, we just can't, like, yeah. what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, I don't even know where to go from this point. That That's the tough part. Yeah. I mean, next week with the Bears, I, I honestly don't know. Like you'd, you'd like to think that you would beat them. But uh, the other thing we haven't talked about yet is we lost Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is hurt. Yeah. Um, and they're saying hamstring, which I feel like is almost worse than an ankle because I feel like yeah, ankles are a lot be. more. Yeah. Depending on what the ankle issue is, but hamstrings are tricky. Um, I think we're, we saw that kind of with Cooper cup at the beginning of the year. Um, they thought he'd be good to go and he, he wasn't, and he just obviously came back five weeks later, but if Justin Jefferson misses five weeks, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's done. And, and and this is the point where we, we've talked about is. The next five weeks are supposed to be your like get right five weeks, right? Like, w- besides the 49ers coming up, you have a pretty favorable schedule overall for the Vikings. They play the Bears, they play Green Bay, they play, um, I'd have to go back and look, the Raiders, they play Falcons, the Saints. The Falcons. Like, there's teams that they can beat within that to kind of get yourself hopefully back to like 500 and, and better. But if you don't have Justin Jefferson, I'm not saying they can't survive. Because Addison stepped up yesterday. We haven't talked about that either. Like the impact of JJ going down. Addison looked really good. And I'm not saying he's ready to be a bona fide number one. I don't think he is. But I think there's ways to like put him in the JJ role that'll help him um, yes. if JJ misses. But at the same time, you like you're still missing the best offensive player in the league, not named, not court outside of quarterback, right? Like right. and that's just gonna be really tough. And hopefully the severity isn't like I know they're being precautious yesterday because they have to be. Like you can't just like run him back out there with a hamstring injury without knowing the severity of the injury, um, which was smart. I think they've always done good with done, done right by guys in that scenario. And if JJ wasn't feeling good enough to go back out there, that kind of tells me something too, because in the thick of the fourth quarter, you're needing to score a touchdown. Justin's not the type of guy to like come out the field. And if he felt like he could go, he would definitely try to go. So I feel like that, that, and that doesn't mean it's like a, a really bad scenario, but that just tells me that like he physically just didn't feel like he had it to keep yeah. going. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah, I think Jordan Addison had a lot of great plays yesterday in the in the Chiefs game. I also thought Brandon Powell played well. He kind of showed mm-hmm. that shiftiness and and uh, burst yeah. that we saw from training camp, which was fun to see. But yeah, the, it's an uphill climb for this team moving forward. It has been since since they dropped their first three. So it's uh, it's Real just quick, frustrating. Should we hit on? So they're one and four. Like it's gonna keep the the talks are gonna keep happening because this team isn't isn't winning the trade deadlines at the end of the month on the thirty first. What's the plan? Like, yeah, 
I'll be, and I, I hate saying, well, next week, like if they, if they drop to the bears and then, then it's fire sale, well, like one in four is still pretty insurmountable. Like that's a really tough hill to climb. Like if they, like, I hate looking at it like, well, if we get to two and five, because you know, the, the 49ers draft to the bears and you, know, you get Molly yeah. up there, you beat the bears. Like if we're at two and five. That should no, like, I, I don't, I don't like, like they're not playing good. I don't care if it's one score games. They're not playing good enough football. For me to be like, oh, we got to hold on to an Ezra Cleveland. We got to hold on to a, like, if someone calls you and gives you offers a second for Daniel Hunter, like, those are really hard scenarios to say no to for yeah. me as a fan, knowing where things stand right now. But again, I know it's bigger, it's bigger than that. But I, like that, those conversations aren't like the Vikings, the Vikings are the reasons we're talking about potentially trading players like a Daniel Hunter, as like all these players that are basically on one year deals. The Vikings are the reason for that. So don't blame any media yeah. outlets, any podcasters, like anybody for those conversations. It's because the Vikings have brought it on themselves for these conversations to happen. I go two different directions. So the, the first one is next week is our first division game. So like in theory, that's a good point. If you take care of your division the rest of the way, you should be able to kind of be in the hunt. Um, That's a good I don't point. know if this team can beat Detroit, honestly, after what I kind of watched. The way, the way Detroit's has. playing, it's it'd be really it'd be hard to Detroit's a step above Minnesota right now. That doesn't things mean things can't change by the time we meet the the Lions. Um, what is it like December, late November, or whatever yeah. the time frame is there? Like that doesn't mean things can't change between now and then. But right now, yeah, I'm with you. The Lions are are the are the top of the div, the division for sure. So that's that's my one kind of outlook. Like I'm very close to to calling it a season, but the fact that we haven't played any division teams yet keeps, you know, me kind of with an open mind. But the second thing is I think you have to look to the future. Um, and what does that look for? Nothing. Something else. else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought you were giving me shit all of a sudden, but I think you have to look towards the future too. I mean, two and five, if that is the scenario where you're at after the, the 49er game, um, you know, I think you have to look look hard in the mirror and say, what does the future what is the future going to look like for us? Um, obviously, we love KJ Osborne. I think his story arc here has been great. I still don't see him coming back after this year. And I know Justin Jefferson got hurt, but they were even kind of spelling KJ Osborne with Brandon Powell yesterday. And so maybe that's a sign of things uh, to come in in the in the next few weeks. You mentioned Daniil Hunter. We've heard about Ezra Cleveland's contract conversations not going well, so he maybe could be an option. Um, yeah, I I, I trust Quasey and Kevin O'Connell to do what they need to do. This um, team is isn't going to have like a a, a full on like full sale blown out like blow it out like unless they lose the Bears, which but like I don't think this team is going to full on like sell every player available. I think it's more of like there are some like a handful of guys if you get offers that like. Are just like too good to pass up, yeah. Like, like in my in my opinion, like Jordan Hicks. If the Buffalo Bills, who lost their best linebacker Matt Milano yesterday to the season, it sounds like if they call and like, hey, we'll give you a fifth for Jordan Hicks, I'd have a hard time saying no to that, right? Like, yeah. and, and that's nothing because Hicks has played well, and he I, has like, played really well. And I think it's just like one of those scenarios, like you have uh, Brian Osamoah like sitting in the wings who could get more snaps. I know he's not as big as as Hicks, but like. You have you have a couple of young guys that could like kind of spell him and play and get more valuable reps for the rest of the season. Would, wouldn't even be surprised if they would ship Osamoa instead of Hicks. The way that the I season's kind of progressed. No, no, no. Osamoa, Osamoa's there there's too much like he's a draft pick. 
He's in year two. I no way. Like I would actually probably be frustrated. <laughs> not not that I think Austin Watts is going to be like some like Pro Bowl level player. Sure, like Jordan sure. Hicks. Jordan Hicks isn't in your future plans, whereas Austin Watts still has a chance to be in your future plans. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. But this team, uh, it's frustrating nonetheless. And next week, it's I'm very conflicted because if if you win, maybe you can get things on the right track and it makes a little bit of noise in the back half of the season. But if you lose. You now own the tiebreaker over the Bears for what potentially could be Caleb Williams um, if it gets to that point. Obviously, Carolina needs to win a few games, but they look a little dysfunctional too. So um, any other thoughts? Otherwise, we can capture a lot more on on Wednesday. Um, I mean, we played the Kansas City Chiefs tough. I, it's like I don't believe in moral victories for a team that has so many veterans and so much talent on this team to like, find the silver linings because a week ago we barely beat the shitty Carolina Panthers. So like, uh, I just like, let's try to en- like, let's just hope JJ's a- like, that's that. There it is. That, that's the, that's the thing I'm looking for. Like, let's hope Justin Jefferson is okay. Like that. Yeah. That in itself, he's the future of this franchise. Like he's the guy, like he's the one player that, you know, if he's hurt, like I, I hate saying this real quick. If he's hurt and misses a handful of weeks, there's your excuse if you're the front office to say, hey, like this season's kind of a wrap. We're one and four, like we're one and four, yep. two and five, whatever it gets to in the next few weeks. If he's out, like there's kind of a, a I hate calling it a silver lining, but like a reason to like shut him down and kind of put put a bow on the season a little bit and kind of yeah. focus on the, the future. But yeah, it is still it's still early to like completely talk about that. But those are just things that, that popped in my head. So I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm with you. The Vikings really can only afford. Maybe three losses the rest of the way. Four is being generous, um, but I have to games, believe you got to go like you got to go like nine. You got to win like eight or not like eight, eight out of the next. How many games they got left? They got played five. I'm bad at math. Twelve. So like, you go like eight of the next twelve games. Basically, eight and four in the next the rest of the way. To before even, we be, before yeah. we wrap, I'm just gonna go game by game, and you just give me a quick win loss. Okay. All right. All right. Bears. I think we win that, but it, okay. I'm I'm more skeptical than I should be. No, you're good. All right, so that's all right. So then, 49ers. We're getting Molly Wops. <laughs> okay, so two and five Packers yeah. at Packers. That one's, that's at Green Bay. Like that one's that's a toss up to me. So like, I if JJ's no go, I'm give, I'm leaning the Packers. Like I really okay. I really think so. Okay, two and six Vikings at Falcons. I think we win that one, even though so, yeah, Saints at Vikings. Yesterday. The Saints look they mollywopped the they 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 killed. We are the home, but yeah. We haven't we haven't won a game at home. <laughs> We're <laughs> 0 4 at home. You would think it'd be a little bit of an advantage. Or 0 yeah, 3, 0 3 at home. I see what um, you're saying. Uh I'll go Vikings, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us. Okay. So four and six. And then you got the Broncos. I think we get that one too. Five and six. Then you got the Bears again. All right, so we're getting back to six five hundred. Six and six, a little bit before, right after Thanksgiving. Then you go to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. So we're are we getting to seven and six? Seven Am and I? six. Huh. Then you got the Bengals. I, man, some of the Bengals are beating us. Um, I think if then Joe Burrow is like completely healthy by then, like the way they so, played yesterday. So you're seven and seven with three weeks to go in three division games. It goes Lions, Packers, Lions. Can I can I slow down? Because I have a really hard time in the meat of that schedule. I, like I know that some of those opponents aren't that great. Just the way this team is playing, if you don't have your best player, 
we're, you're probably unexpectedly losing one or two of those games. Like I and I, and I I do, it, the hard part is like knowing the scenario of JJ because his impact like is so much is so great in those scenarios. Like that yeah. factors has such a Defenses. huge factor. Yeah. Um. 100%. So like I have a hard time completely like let's let's maybe Wednesday let's 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 discuss this again if we have a little bit more info on JJ because I do want to know like where he sits because that does dictate where I feel. We'll do this, this exercise team. again on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. But for sure we we're, we're talking seven and seven into the final well, three weeks, which is make I, or break. I'm I struggle for us to get, even get to that point. Like that's a that you got to go on a streak. Like you got to go on a winning streak essentially. Yeah, and you're winning. I don't know if I think this team can do that. At least the way they're playing, the way they've played the first five weeks, I don't see this team being able to go on like a five game, like winning streak or like a four the next six streak that type of thing. I will say the 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 Falcons game through the Raiders, so all of November and early December, that's that's they're your, winnable games. Yeah, that's your that's your chance. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see, but. uh Thank you for, for hopping on this morning. Uh, thank you for everybody who is watching. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, we're really close to the 3,100 followers, in which case we will do that Lake Monster giveaway. I still have all the, the stuff right here waiting to ship it out to one lucky subscriber. So hit that subscribe button. Join us back here Tuesday. Nick Miller will be doing his Purple Process episode. And then the crew is back on Wednesday night for Vikings Happy Hour. Um, I promise I won't end the stream early. I've been working on my producer skills since that moment. So uh, <laughs> maybe we can make a comeback. But until next time, everybody, Skull Vikings.